Good morning and welcome to worship at Church of the Palms Presbyterian Church. I'm Pastor Phil Bliss. This morning we are blessed to uh, be hearing our new candidate for uh, congregational care, the pastor for congregational care. And her name is Dr. Mingliani Brown. Uh, Dr. Brown likes to go by the first name Mingi and we'll be uh, hearing her uh, preaching this morning uh, from uh, on, on the title, Caring for God's Children. At 10.15, following this service, we're going to hold a congregational meeting for the purpose of receiving Pastor Brown into uh, the staff of our church. And so we ask your blessing on that. In our 11 o'clock service, which is not televised, Dr. Alan Rada is going to be preaching on when our bridges almost collapse. That'll be the 11 o'clock service. Our Wednesday evening program begins at 4.30 p.m. with prayer in the chapel, prayer for the nation. And then dinner follows that at five o'clock in the campus center and then our evening uh, classes on Wednesday evening will begin at 6.12. There's a significance about 6.12 uh, p.m. And I will sometime uh, hope to tell you what that is. So uh, we enjoy having you with us. Thank you for joining us. And may God bless you this morning. Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Lynn White, and I serve as an elder in the congregation. We begin our service with the opening prayer printed on the front of your bulletin. Now let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship. You watch over us, O God, and show us the way to prosper in life, not so much in things, as in relationships 
that contribute to our wholeness and well-being. Thank you for meeting us here and for helping us to deal with our selfish ambition, disorder, and conflicts. We submit ourselves to you for instruction. Help us to be honest with ourselves and with you, voicing our doubts as well as our faith, our hypocrisy, along with all that is deeply genuine. Create in us a space for quiet listening and thoughtful meditation. Amen. Now, as our service continues, with reverence, let us prepare our hearts and minds as we listen to the prelude.
make a joyful noise to the Lord all the land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. We are at worship. You may be seated. The apostle writes, if we say we have no sin, the only one that we're fooling is ourselves. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. With this assurance, let us go to God with our corporate prayer of confession. Let us pray. Forgive us, God, for our complacent attitudes and self-serving comforts. We do not relish the thought of sacrificing for some larger good we cannot see, for people with whom we find it difficult to identify. We compare ourselves favorably against many who seem less attuned to your purposes than we, forgetting that our true standard is Christ Jesus. We ask you to take from us all the bitterness, envy, and anger that stands in the way of your reign. May all we ask of you be for the common good of all your children. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Who has the right to pass judgment on your life? Is it your best friend? Is it your worst enemy? Is it your next door neighbor? Is it a member of your family? Who has the right to pass judgment on you? Only Jesus Christ and Christ died for you. Christ rose for you. Christ reigns in power for you. Christ prays for you. Friends, if a person is in Christ, that person becomes a new creation altogether. The past is finished and gone, and everything becomes fresh and new. So believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. people of faith, let us say what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 
Amen. Let's now take a moment to greet one another. Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. We are so glad you're with us this morning on this beautiful Sunday morning that God has blessed us with. We are thankful that we can be together to be about worship and be about life together and be about a calling and a commission into the world. So we hope that you will find this to be a welcome place. We encourage you to fill out the friendship pads which are in the pews, pass those along to your neighbor and note those folks who are sitting near you especially those that you may not know, and uh, perhaps take a moment afterwards to get yourselves acquainted and invite them for some further conversation. We have a long list of things we wanna share with you today, so buckle your seatbelts. <clears throat> Immediately following our service today, we will be having a congregational meeting, so we invite you to remain, even if you're not a member here, you can kinda learn how Presbyterians do things, and we would love to have you be a part of that. At that meeting, we'll be taking up the action of the Associate Pastor at Nominating Committee as they welcome into our midst and invite for your consideration Reverend Mingi Brown, who is here with us today to preach, and uh, she is the candidate for our associate pastor position for congregational care. We are delighted that you're with us today. We have been looking long and hard for you, my friend, and we're glad you're with us. There will be information about Mingi available for you at the beginning of that meeting, and so we invite you to stay. If by chance you can't stay, we'll make that available for you as you make your way out. But uh, we are delighted that we uh, have come to this day where you'll have the chance to have the chance to learn more about this dear sister in Christ. Uh, a few other things for us to pay attention to. The Presbyterian women have a craft fair coming up this week on, on Saturday. Information about that in your bulletin. Our Honduras mission trip is getting uh, formated, uh, formalized, and we would love to have you come and learn a little bit more about that important mission. There's a two-page spread in your bulletin. October 7th will be a chance for you to learn more about that trip, and so take note of that announcement in your bulletin. We begin a very important ministry in our church, our tutoring ministry, back to Basics Tutoring begins this Tuesday. Still need tutors. We uh, need help, especially in the areas of pre-cal, pre-calculus, raise your hands, uh, biology, and Spanish. So uh, we know there is somebody in this room that has some expertise in at least one of those areas. But even if you're not, we still need your help. 
we need a lot of tutors. So please uh, see Judy underneath the tree after our service and after our congregational meeting, and she will take your name. Our SHAPE class begins this Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, and that's an opportunity for you to learn more about your own spiritual wiring and your own spiritual gifts and how God might be using you or wanting to use you in ministry. So we would love to have you come and uh, be a part of the SHAPE class 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Just before that, at 6 o'clock on Tuesday, there will be uh, some author here talking about some book, and, and then there will be a, a book signing after that. And uh, some of you are wanting to know, can you purchase that on Tuesday night, the book? And yes, you can. That will be available, and uh, we'd love to have you come and join us for that. Another very important book, our church directory, is available after worship in our meeting, and so you can find that, I believe, out underneath the tree, and uh, we'd love to have you pick up one, our pictorial directory. Many of you are wanting me to say something about the football game last night, and um, <laughs> us Michigan fans take great, great pride in being still undefeated in the Big Ten, so we're very happy about that. <laughs> We keep in our prayers the following families, the family of David Brandenburg, who passed away a week ago Friday, and the family of Jim Moneysmith, who passed away this past Friday. And uh, we do not have details regarding the Moneysmith funeral. Those will be coming uh, shortly. And then finally, four people turn 90 in our church this coming week. Wow. Art Graham, Irene Santa, Fred Laundrie, and Betty Hicks all turn 90 this week. So if you know any of them, say, good going. We'd like to invite the children to come forward for the children's moment. Come on up, kids. Come on, come on. Don't be shy. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Pretty good? Hello, oh, sorry. Hello, good morning. Hi, good to see you. Hey, Ann. Got your little singers with you? Hey, Gary. Hi, Emma. Good morning. Hey, Parker. Hello. Carter, how are you, buddy? Good to see you. Hello, good morning, Emmy. How's school? Good. Caleb, you're limping, buddy. How you doing? Wow, it is so great to see you. You want to have a seat there? All month long, we've been talking about respect, and we just have one memory verse. So it's actually pretty easy. It's from 1 Peter. Oh, I thought, some, I thought someone actually knew it. <laughs> Parker's like, oh my, this is so great. It's show proper respect to everyone. Can you guys say that? Show proper respect to everyone. And I thought we'd play a game this morning to figure out what we're talking about with respect this week. Are you ready? You got to figure out what am I? First clue. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's not a good sign. First clue. Both boys and girls have them. You got a guess? What's that? Souls. Great guess. Not the right answer. It is the fastest healing part of your body. Matthew? What? Your tongue. Your tongue. He got it. Excellent. Good 
Good job. Give me five. You want to hear a couple of my other clues? The strongest muscle in your body, but one of the hardest ones to train. Fairly small, but incredibly powerful. I got to give you one of my fun facts. Do you know that the blue whale has a tongue the size of an elephant? Its tongue weighs 5,400 pounds. That's crazy, isn't it? You know what? Our tongues are like one of the smallest things in our body, but they can get us into really big trouble. And I wanted to share with you our Bible lesson today, and it's from James, which is in the New Testament. It's the third chapter, just two verses. That's all I'm going to read to you right now. And it says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. You know why that shouldn't be? You know why we shouldn't be praising and cursing with our same tongue? Because what we do is a reflection on our relationship with Christ. And I wonder if we would maybe be more careful with our tongue if we thought that how we respect others shows our respect for God. I want to give you an example of something. Look at this. What is this? Toothpaste. Anybody need this this morning? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm going to say some things that are kind of disrespectful, all right? Like, no, you can't make me. Get out of my way. Instead of saying, like, excuse me. Did you see how ugly that girl's dress was? <sighs> Yuck! I'm not eating that. Did you ever say that to your mom or dad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot. All that disrespect. Well, I'm sorry. I take it back. Wait. I, I, I can't put it back in the tube. I mean, how am I going to do that? But you know what? Our words are just like that. Don't put your finger in that. <laughs> just kidding. Once we, no, once we say it, it's out there. We can't take it back. We can't put it back in. So we have to be so very careful, so very careful about what we say because what we say is a direct reflection to Christ. We don't want to use mean words or hateful words or cussing. We want to use words that are loving and kind and respectful. Hear this. This is the most important thing. Because when we show other people respect with our words, we show respect to God. Will you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for loving us so much and for never letting us go. And sometimes it's hard to keep our words kind and nice. And we just ask that in those times, help us stay silent. Guide us every step of the way so that we can show you respect. respect. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go.
like to invite the uh, new members to come forward as we introduce you to our congregation. Come on up and stand right down there at the bottom of the steps. Excellent. Wonderful. Yeah, perfect. Come on over. This past uh, Saturday, we uh, had the opportunity, not yesterday, but a week ago Saturday, we had the opportunity to spend a few hours together and learn a little bit about what is happening here at Church of the Palms and uh, to learn more about what does it mean to be a part of this congregation and a part of the Presbyterian Church. And we are glad that you all are here this morning to be introduced. These people have been welcomed and received into membership by our session, and we are delighted that uh, they are here to uh, be introduced to our congregation. So the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is turn around and face that beautiful group of people, that, that group of Presbyterians out there. Um, excellent. And what I would like to do is uh, on page 16 and 17 in your bulletin, you'll see pictures of these people, but don't stare at the pictures, stare at their faces. Uh, as I call their names, they're going to raise their hand when I call their name, and that way you'll know who is who. Jeffrey Bartell, Wayne and Joan Blythe, I believe, are not here today. Michelle Cafaro, Bill Carlton, I believe, is not here this morning. Uh, Diane Eduardo, and uh, Florence Loschel will be, I think, at the next service. Denise McPhail, and Ruth McGuire, Paul Martin. Patricia Ann McLean, Peg Moffat, Pat Siegel, and uh, Nicole McLean, and Bonnie Pagano Ryan, and uh, Leonard and Joan Pagano, I believe, are right there. We are glad that you're with us. Would you welcome these people with your round of applause? Yes. Now, unfortunately, you have to turn back and look at me. <laughs> and as we uh, had a chance to talk about uh, what does it mean to be a member of Church of the Palms, what does it mean to take this next step in your spiritual journey, I'd like to ask you these questions as you become a part of our life here at Church of the Palms. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? If so, please say, I do. Do you, turn to accept, do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trusting in his grace and love? If so, please say, I do. I do. And will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? If so, please say, I will with God's help. I will with God's help. We are delighted that by those uh, responses, you have affirmed again your faith before this congregation and by doing so become a part of our family here at Church of the Palms. We are on together a mission to equip disciples for the service of Christ. We are thankful that you are part of that mission and a part of our fellowship. We hope that you will find this to be a place where you are supported in all of what you seek to do as you seek to follow Jesus Christ in your life. We are tickled that we get to rub shoulders with you as we seek to change the world through the good news of who Jesus Christ is. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you for these good people who are in our midst. We are thankful for new life in our midst. And thank you, O oh Lord, that you have guided them to our 
place in the world such that together as the family of God, we can be about the effort to change the world with the good news of your son. So we pray your blessing upon them and a blessing upon our church as together we seek to equip disciples for the service of Christ so that the world might know that there is a God who so loved the world that he sent his only son. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Lord, this is a joyful day in the life of our church family because we believe what Scripture teaches, that you are building the church person by person, spiritual gift by spiritual gift, life experience by life experience. And so with the addition of these new members to our number, we are more today the body of Christ that you call us to be, we are better equipped to go about the ministry which you have entrusted to us. We are more able to accomplish the mission which you have given to us. And Lord, it is an, an especially joyful day to, to be able to um, hear your word proclaimed by one who comes seeking to follow your call to serve this congregation in the area of congregational care. And so we thank you for Mingy and her gifts and experiences and what she brings to our midst. And we pray for wisdom and discernment from your Holy Spirit as we go about our congregational meeting today. And so at times like this, help us to um, appreciate and truly experience a sense of gratitude for who you are, gracious God, and all that you are doing in our midst. Because it can be easy to take for granted all of the good things that come from your hand. Help us not to do that. We thank you, Lord. At the same time, we don't want to focus only within on the on the good things and on the exciting things and on the positive things. We also want to be your people with eyes and ears wide open to what's happening in our community and in the world. And what we see and hear there is so many needs. 
so many who are hurting, so many opportunities to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And so give us your strength, give us your courage, give us your wisdom as we seek to share that gospel message. Use not only this congregation, but local expressions of the body of Christ all around this community, across this nation, and around the globe to accomplish the mission of the Prince of Peace. For there is so much violence. There is so much hatred. There is so much sadness that truly a people who live out the good news of your love and mercy and grace can be used by you to change the world in Jesus' name. That is our desire as we join our hearts and voices in praying together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Truly, we have been blessed greatly. And so to whom much is entrusted, much also is expected in return. So with joy and with gratitude, with a sense of thanksgiving to God, let us continue our worship by presenting to the Lord our tithes and offerings.
Let us pray. Lord, we present these tithes and offerings as one facet of sharing our faith as we have just heard. Take what we have given today and make it food for the hungry. Make it shelter for those who are without. Use these gifts that your love and your grace may be spread in this congregation and around our community and yes, even across the world. We commit it to your purpose. In the name of Jesus, amen.
You may be seated. Our gospel lesson for today is from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. Mark 9, 30 through 37. Let us hear God's words to us. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days later, after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One early morning in 1985, I met for the first time Mother Teresa. I was a student at the Anglican Seminary in Calcutta and was doing my internship at Mother Teresa's Children's Home and Home for the Dying and Destitute. After early morning mass, Mother Teresa was greeting worshipers. I wanted to have a conversation with her because she was my lifelong hero. When my turn came, she shook my hand, but I froze and couldn't speak. A year later, in Lent of 1986, I went to Ali Mas again. I waited to be the last in line, having rehearsed over and over what I would say. I reached out my hand again to shake her hand. Instead, she pulled me and embraced me and said, my child, we meet again. Where are you from, she said. So I said, mother, I am a student of Bishop's College from Myanmar, and I am very honored to meet you. Remember, I have rehearsed this. <laughs> so she said, she pulled me to the balcony, being the last I was. We leaned over the balcony to the courtyard, and she started having a conversation with me, telling me that she, she said, I am very sorry I could not get permission from your government to go and work there. I hope someday the Lord will open Myanmar for us and we can go and work there and serve the children and the poor. I already admired her response to God's call. Now I admired her patience and hope in waiting to bring her mission of charity to my home country. 
Today I'm here with you and hope that this is the place and you are the people to whom God is calling me in ministry. I'm grateful that the lectionary passage for today in the gospel for my candidating sermon is from my favorite gospel, Mark. Even if it is packed with difficult and interesting questions such as, why does Jesus not want anyone to know he is passing through Galilee? Why does Jesus call himself the Son of Man? What does Jesus' prediction of betrayal, death, and resurrection mean? Why were the disciples afraid to ask Jesus questions? How did Jesus know what they were arguing about? Why did the disciples care which one of them was greatest? How is great, greatness to be found in being last and serving all? And how does welcoming a child equal welcoming God? Don't worry, I'm not going to try to answer all of that. <laughs> this passage clearly shows the humanity and blindness of the disciples who followed Jesus every day. They did not hear what Jesus was actually saying. They tried to get advantage for themselves, and they sought power and status. We would like to think, at least I would like to think, that we are not like them at all. Actually, we are quite like them. Only God's gifts of grace and timing and hindsight let us come across as wiser than they were. With that gift of hindsight, we understand that when Jesus said the Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands and they will kill him, and three days after being killed, he will rise again. Jesus was referring to his own coming death and resurrection. Now, by the grace of God, we, today's Christians, understand. We believe it. We live our lives with faith and hope and purpose. We know and believe the great miracle of love and power God accomplished for us in Jesus' death and resurrection. To our knowledge, the disciples never did figure it out, at least until the time they could see it after the fact. In the passage from Mark today, they instead went on to argue about which one of them was greatest. This reminds me of a funny story about my husband, Will, who is also a pastor. In one of his parishes or churches, an elder came to him and welcomed him and said, Will, you are a very good pastor. Every pastor we have is better than the one before, and it is true of you as well. You are better than the one we had before, and in fact, I think you are the best pastor we ever had. Of course, Will grinned and was very happy about it. <laughs> and then the elder thoughtfully went on to say, of course, whoever got sense to follow you will be even better than you. <laughs> I really like that story. <laughs> While Jesus seemed content at the disciples' failure to understand what his predic prediction meant, Jesus was not going to let them get away with arguing about who is the greatest. He said, whoever would be greatest of you must be the last of all and servant of all. 
Then Jesus took a little child, putting it among them, took it in his arms and said, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. I love children, and I'm so glad to see so many of them here, and I love this story. I love that Jesus welcomes and holds an actual child and teaches that power is not important. What is important is service and welcome and hospitality and love. I love that the little child of this story is not identified even by gender. It could have been any one of us if we were living at that time and we were little children at that time. Again and again, Jesus raises up concern for a child as part of those who are the least, the widow, the orphan, the poor, the imprisoned, and the stranger. This may speak of any of us in the moments when we are weak and in need of protection, help, and mercy, and the moments we are filled with childlike joy and wonder and laughter and celebration. By the time I stood with Mother Teresa the second time, I had seen her at work with the dying and with the unwanted children. I had seen her with others wash their dirtiest, skinniest, old, homeless people that had just been brought in from the streets of Calcutta. I had seen her talk with them, touch them, pray with them. I had seen her again and again cup her hands around the face of a dying, dirty old person saying, you are beautiful, God loves you, therefore I love you. It was truly evident that as she looked in their faces, she saw both who they were and the image of Christ within them. To me, Mother Teresa was a living, breathing proof of Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33, which says, the fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom, and humility goes before honor. For me, it was very hard to work with these very sick, very dirty, unknown people who had been abandoned on the streets of Calcutta, India. But for Mother Teresa, the work was a privilege. She was in the presence of God and expected no honor or recognition. She helped people both face illness and celebrate the gift of life, even if it was ending. I saw her with the abundant children, smiling, touching, calling by name, listening and treating the, each child as a gift and wonder. She said she saw Christ in every face that she sees. She celebrated them and their very being. Today, I would like us to think about congregational care here at the Church of the Palms, the caring for one another in Christ's name so that we can be the image of Christ for others. This passage about the disciples arguing about who is the greatest and Jesus countering by welcoming a child help us think about what congregational care means. We, are, we all face difficult times in our lives, the life of those we love and the life of congregation. 
But congregational care is not just about caring for our need. It is also about celebrating life, rejoicing in, rejoicing in healings, and giving thanks for the birth of a child. And also congregational care is about praying in times of good and bad and about laughing in the joy of God's steadfast love, which endures forever. Most importantly, congregational care is about the congregation caring the whole congregation. Led by people like deacons and Stephen ministers and elders chosen to lead our ministries of caring and undergirded by the work of your pastors. Personally, I know many of you, like me, already have a passion for this ministry, and many more of you will be called into this ministry. You are called, trained, commissioned, or ordained, and you find joy in this ministry. I find it high privilege to be invited to walk with people in the hardest and the holiest moments of their lives. You already have a lot of caring ministry, such as tutoring and grocery program and other things in this church. The ministry of care for one another within the congregation also is about equipping and being a disciple for the service of Christ. Eleven years after that morning on the balcony with Mother Teresa, Will and I led a church group on a mission trip to India. The anticipated highlight of the trip was for my friends or parishioners to meet Mother Teresa. At last, we flew to Calcutta. As we entered the airport in the lobby, I noticed a little old frail woman in a white sari sitting on a wheelchair surrounded by the police. So very quietly, I went over there and I said to the police, is that mother? So they parted and one of them, them said, yes, please. So I walked over there and I knelt down before her. And then she said, she looked in my eyes and she said, my child, we meet again. She talked with me and then put her hand on my head and give me God's blessing. And so I quickly after that came back and ran back to my friends who were gathering there watching me. I said, if you want to meet Mother Teresa, she's right over there, go. Well, all my friends, including Will, then he was just a friend and did not believe me. <laughs> and then they said, Mingy, you're good, but not that good. <laughs> but so I had to keep talking to them, and finally, one by one, they went and knelt down, met Mother Teresa, and was given God's blessing by her. I want to share another profound story that happened in Berkeley, California. During my studies there, um, one of the evenings my friend and I walked back from classes to go back to our house. And then I saw this very dirty, hairy man sitting off the road holding this big um, cardboard that says, I will work for food. He was homeless, obviously, and I, I knew I only had two or three dollars in my pocket. So I told my friend, buy him food. She said no. So we walked on, and at some point, I didn't think that was right. So I ran back to this hairy, dirty old man, uh, homeless man, 
and I held out my two or three dollars and I said, sir, can you buy something to eat with this? This is all I have. I'm sorry, I don't have any more. He looked up in my eyes and he said, don't give me all your money. You'll need it later. I said, no, you, you buy food and eat something with this. So we argued. Homeless man, <laughs> hey, I argue with anyone. So maybe it's a little too much confession. So, but I won at the end. He took the money. And then he said, he looked in my eyes again and said, bless you, God bless you for your kindness. Then my heart felt the same way as I did when I met Mother Teresa. God's blessing was what I felt. Now, congregational care, in my understanding, is a journey in which all of us find strength and grace and wonder and healing and joy. Together, we are called to love and care for each other and those beyond our number because all those who are created by God are God's beloved children. The whole world is God's household. Like the disciples, if we ever wonder who is the greatest among us, the answer is this. It is not our decision or greatness. It is our gift to be the loving arms of Jesus, serving all those made great in God's mercy. It is our gift to cup our hands on one another's face and say, you are beautiful. God loves you. Therefore, I love you. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your steadfast love and for creating us beautiful and in your image. We thank you for this church of which we are a part and for the care we give one another and any of your children you place within our sight. Now we, may we be your grace to others. In Jesus' name, amen.
to be seated and we will have our congregational meeting at which time we will take up the report of the associate pastor nominating committee. Now go in peace. Remember to see Christ in every face you see. Originating in our sanctuary, this is now another live telecast from Church Jesus of the Palms in the Sarasota, Florida. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with and every one of us now and always. Sunday mornings at 9, it's our pleasure to bring you these programs locally on Comcast Cable Channel 189, as well as on the internet via live streaming. We also offer a contemporary worship on Sundays in the garden of the campus center at 9. At 11 this morning, there'll be another traditional worship service here in the sanctuary. Church of the Palms is a Presbyterian church, USA. Throughout the week, there are many activities that we think that you'll be interested in. For instance, men's Bible study, 7.30 to 8.45 a.m. in the chapel reception room. We continue with a study of the Gospel of Luke, which will be followed in January 2013 by Acts of the Apostles that chronicle Paul's journeys. Bring your own Bible as our discussion always benefits from a variety of translations. Why not now adult classes are underway Beginning, if you choose, with dinner, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m., the classes start at 6.12 p.m. There's a study called Conversations with God, Prayer 101, in the chapel reception room. Another study called Freedom in Christ. What does that really mean? Breaking Free, a Beth Moore study with Carolyn Wilson in room 206. Want to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in your life? The Fruit of the Spirit study with Dr. Alan Rada is held in room 205 and 207. Where do you stand on the fruitful behavior scale? Why do you believe what you believe? Another study called Apologetics, Defending the Faith with Tony Liga in room 202. The first thing we learn is that this isn't a class on how to say I'm sorry. Rather, 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. After the loss of a loved one, it takes many months, and often years, to recover from grief. And the immediate days and months following can be especially hard. Often those experiencing profound loss feel terribly alone and isolated in their grief. Stephen ministers are trained and ready to offer sensitive care, an understanding ear, and words of comfort and encouragement to those undergoing times of great loss. To find out more about Stephen ministry or to receive a Stephen minister's care, call Pastor Phil Bliss at 924-13. Back to Basics Tutoring has an opportunity just for you. We're looking for people willing to assist students with their schoolwork, maybe increase their interest in the subjects being tutored, instill confidence as a result of helping them to complete school assignments, and help them to improve their grades. All interested adults and high school seniors are welcome to volunteer. No past experience is needed. 
Do you have at least one hour free on Tuesdays from 2.30 to 7 p.m. and on Thursdays from 2.30 to 5.30 p.m.? At least one hour. Back to Basics Tutoring is a mission of Church of the Palms, and we launch for the new school year September 25th in the Campus Center. Many students ranging from 1st through 12th grade have already registered and requested assistance with a variety of subjects. For more information than to volunteer, please call Judy Armitage at 924-1323. Again, we want to thank you for watching this live telecast from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. Next Sunday morning at 9, we'll return to Channel 189 of Comcast Cable locally, as well as on the Internet around the world via live streaming. So in the days between, may the peace of Christ be the source of your guidance and confidence. This is Jimmy Lance. Enjoy this day, this gift, God's good morning.